Hi, welcome back to season six of Qubytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. My name is Renee from Belorm Reply, and today we're going to talk about quantum computing community education. And from this, I'm very honored to have a special expert guest today, Anisha Musti. Hi, Anisha, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Renee. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today, and I am doing phenomenal. How are you? I'm also uh, really, really good and thankful that you can join us today because um, you already had a busy day um, before, actually. But yeah, I just, bit... I just came home from school. <laughs> there we go. Right. And so, again, thanks again for, for agreeing to do this right off the school. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Of course. So I'm 17 years old. I'm a 17 year old quantum researcher. I am also the founder of an organization called Community, which I'm very excited to talk about today. It's an organization that's dedicated to teaching young people about quantum computing, specifically because as a 14 year old joining quantum myself, I realized that there aren't that many resources or communities tailored to that demographic of individuals trying to enter the field. And I strive to build for everyone else what I didn't have growing up. This is an awesome motivation. And that actually leads me to my to my first question. And like you said, you're 17 years old, right? And yes. folks, did you hear that? She started with 14. Right? <laughs> what did you guys do and girls do at 14, right? I definitely didn't look into quantum, I can tell you. Uh, but again, super impressive, very much impressive. And you started in the field uh, with 14 years, like you said, and which yeah. is, again, mind-blowing, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about how you actually got interested in the quantum computing being 14 years old and, and how your journey was, actually. Yeah, I mean, the word quantum, I, I've always been a giant Marvel fanatic, so the word quantum just keeps coming up. Like, I literally just watched the most recent Black Panther movie, and I think she mentions building a functional quantum computer to solve a problem, and I was like... If only we could have a functional quantum computer, like that's funny. Anyway, so I've just been hearing the word and I always associated it with science, sci-fi, very cool stuff. But it was only when I was 14 years old that I got a YouTube video that this is a real thing. Quantum computing is actually real. Scientists are actually working on it. And it is something that genuinely holds the potential to shape our future. So that was very exciting for me. I was super into it. And I followed it up by attending some conferences local nearby. I live in New York, so it was pretty easy to find them. And it was really just the community that drew me in. Quantum has such a unique like, group of individuals who are so captivated by the technology they work in and are so passionate about bringing it to others. And I felt that like tangible energy just by attending a couple of events. And I knew that this was a field that I just wanted to get involved in. Awesome. Awesome. And like you said, it's it's quite diverse. And, you know, uh, like we're recording your season six of Qbytes. So I already yeah. had five seasons, which means like 50 episodes and almost as many guests, actually. And uh, we had a lot of diverse roles. And and yeah, it's really absolutely. interesting because a lot of a lot of folks think, hey, you need to have uh, a PhD in, in quantum physics or something like this which is not the case. There are so many other roles, right? Right. I mean, it's an industry, so it needs everything. We need quantum marketing folks. We need quantum workforce folks. We need, obviously, the quantum physicists themselves, but it's there is a place for everyone. Right. And and you're actually helping with education in that space yeah. already, like, like you mentioned, uh, which is very important, I think, 
because like right now, a lot of the approaches go through academia most mostly. I mean, there's some, some right. private education um, services available. But anyhow, uh, let's talk about what you're doing. Um, I saw on your website, you're writing quantum computing articles, building products. And like you said, right. you're accelerating quantum computing learning with Qmunity, great yeah. name, by the way. Um, Thank you. Can you tell us <laughs> more about the mission and what you're doing there? Yeah, so community is ultimately driven by the mission of bringing quantum computing to ev everyone everywhere and making it accessible in a way for people who may not have access to that higher education or academic path that the majority of people in quantum typically follow. And we do this in a couple of ways, primarily through our courses, which are geared towards a no prerequisites audience. So people of any walk of life, any age, any background should be able to take the course and gain a pretty solid understanding of what quantum is. This is not necessarily to replace the academic path, but almost to provide a earlier platform to before people get into it. Because we realized uh, that one of the biggest issues that quantum faces is that it isn't introduced to people until so much later in their academic path that it doesn't really become a viable career option. It's almost like something they learn, but never even realize it can become something they can pursue full time. And that's what we're striving to do. And Simultaneously, we do also have a huge emphasis on community building because that is what really keeps people in the field and guides them along learning this pretty difficult technology and field to get into. So we host events, we do workshops, hackathons, stuff like that. This is this is pretty amazing. Um, how, how can folks get started with reaching out to community or getting involved? What is yeah, it I mean, you can go on the website, www.community.tech, um, quick plug, and you can take a course. They're all free uh, because obviously we think that the freer it is, the easier it is for anyone to accessible. Yeah, it. yeah that, that's uh, very generous and uh, very good. I mean, like you're saying, right? We're here to, to learn. We're here to share. Yes. And uh, that's, I think... This is the right mindset, actually, learning to share, actually. And then you learn it really well, in fact. Right, exactly. Um, uh, any events that are upcoming you, you would like to mention or any past events that, that you would like to highlight? Any anything? Yeah, I mean, we are planning a few in the works. So stay tuned for that. If you subscribe to our newsletter or just check our website, they will be posted there shortly. Some of our favorite events from past years, we did a conference where we got a bunch of really phenomenal quantum speakers to come share different parts of what they do. So this, our, our goal is really to highlight, as we were talking about before, just the different roles that are available in quantum. You don't need to be a researcher. Well, that is what a lot of people are. And even if you are, there's so many different subsects of what you can do. You can do quantum biology, but you can also do quantum machine learning and you can also do quantum chemistry. So you can do, you can pretty much do it all. And we highlighted that we have workshops all the time about uh, special people that we think have interesting stories to share and bringing them in and having them share those. We've done hackathons, which a allows people to connect with others in a similar demographic as them, but b allows them to begin building with others who also may not have the same level of experience as maybe some more premier prestigious hackathons may. So very nice, approachable and inclusive and provides you all the goodies. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, but that's not all, right? Like, what are some of your other projects you're working on? Yeah, I mean, I have been kind of just using my high school experience to explore as many different 
areas as possible. For me, what I think I gain the most joy out of is impact and being able to actually uh, or impact the lives of ordinary people like myself. One of the other projects that I'm super passionate about is I built an app, Moana, that targets the child mortality crisis in Nigeria. It was an alarming issue when I first discovered it, that nearly one in eight Nigerian children die before the age of five. And this is from entirely preventable causes like pneumonia and diarrhea, things that are non-issues in the United States where I live and in most other countries around the world. But for them, without access to adequate health care or access to vaccines or immunizations, this becomes a very pressing issue. And what I realize is that breastfeeding is one of the most effective interventions for it because the antibodies in a mother's milk transfers to her child through the feeding and that we can leverage that to provide a substitute to vaccinations and lack of healthcare infrastructure. So I built an AI app that basically acts as a virtual lactation counselor guiding mothers through the breastfeeding process where they may not have the healthcare infrastructure to do so. So we launched that in Nigeria and it is currently rolling out in Kenya and yeah, I think that that type of thing, helping people, whether it's through community community or Moana, really is what brings me joy. Uh, that is so inspiring and I like so impressive, really. I mean, you look at the problem, like especially in a and then and you're building something, uh, you know, with um, AI for good in the end, like, you know, the theme is AI for good here. And, mm -hmm. and so, wow, this is. I, I don't know. I'm out of words. This is so impressive. <laughs> Thank and, uh, you. And, and really, really good that you're, you know, helping emerging markets for these pressing issues. And uh, yeah, yeah, so good and impressive. Right. Um, I believe like so much of the technology that we have today is just not spread equitably. And this is something that I care deeply about. It is pretty much what community is founded on as well is this idea that we have Silicon Valley, like where I live, and we're making groundbreaking innovations every single day. And we're living almost like in a futuristic society ourselves, but not enough emphasis is put on making those designs universally accessible, whether it's through the actual design itself. Is it actually usable by people of all social backgrounds to how is it distributed? And personally, I just believe we need to emphasize that enough and more. Absolutely. Like, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, there's so, so much bad things happening uh, out there. And there's like tech especially is, is going to help quite a bit. Uh, quantum, right. like, you know, once we have powerful enough quantum computers, we can run climate simulation, uh, drug discovery, exactly. or, you know, like you, like you were saying already, quantum chemistry and so on. Like there's so much potential, fertilizer development, like so much, you know, things that will, will mm -hmm. help humanity to progress. And because, um, you know, we have a lot of challenges ahead of us. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you're saying, exactly. Like, you know, we can use tech to actually improve yeah. it, to solve it. And and also AI, like like you were saying, right? Mm -hmm. You can actually use it for a good cause. Because, you know, when you talk with a lot of folks, like when you hear AI, oh, there's so much progress. Like, oh, no, no, the machines are going to kill us. <laughs> yes. You know, so messed up from all the sci-fi stuff sometimes, you know, where, where there's always showing like the bad things. But in fact, what we're seeing today is AI models that are better in uh, with computer vision that are better than mm -hmm. actually human experts for detecting skin cancer for example yeah or or a certain other uh, you know kind of uh, cancers like uh, also breast cancer and so on right like automatically Absolutely. scanning scanning these images and you actually don't need uh, the human expert of course you still need them for certain things mm -hmm. but this tech is also not going to kill the job of the human expert it's actually just providing scalability 
and uh, you know enables the equality and treatment to everyone in the world and this is really right. awesome I mean, yeah, with any technology, there, of course, is drawbacks and there is an importance to emphasize like the social and ethical implications of it. But when we're looking at something like AI, one of the most common fears that I hear is like, oh, it replaces jobs, like it's changing. And fundamentally, it's important to notice that we've had revolutions in history, like we've had the agricultural revolution where people stopped using manual labor and switched to mechanization of agriculture, which in turn, yes, of course, it ruins some farm manual labor jobs, but those people then were able to make more money by creating more food and then were able to go and get skilled labor jobs. It's just the evolution of society. Like as some jobs become obsolete, other jobs are created. And it, of course, does suck when we're looking at it short term, but it is, it is natural. It, it's what happened with the internet. It's what happened with the industrial revolution. And we're currently in the AI revolution, and hopefully next we'll be in the quantum revolution. And we just have to accept these things and make the most of it while we can. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, um, Anisha, we're already at the end of the show, but uh, this was so inspiring. And I would say a, a really good kickoff of season six, episode one here with you. Uh, super inspiring and very motivational. Thank you so much, Anisha, for joining us today and sharing your insights and all the fantastic projects you're working on. It's very yeah, much Thank you so much for having me. And I'm honored to be the first episode of season six. I know it's going to be a phenomenal season. So if you're watching this, make sure to stay on for the rest of it. Awesome. Well, thanks for giving a little advertisement here. <laughs> of course. And, and well, and thanks everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Qbytes, your bite-sized pieces of quantum computing. Watch our blog, follow our social media channels uh, to hear all about the next episodes. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, and you can always visit and rewatch every other episode from season one to season six now on our website. Take care and see you soon. Bye bye.